Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. An MBA is seen as a passport to a good job and a high income. But while men and women with MBAs earn roughly the same amount shortly after graduating from business school, their earnings quickly begin to diverge. Nine years after graduation, women with MBAs earn on average $250,000, but in comparison, male MBAs earn $400,000. I am Linda Anderson. In this Financial Times management podcast, I am looking at the research of Professor Marianne Bertrand of the University of Chicago Booth School of Business. With two colleagues from Harvard University, she has been tracking the careers of MBAs over a 16-year period and looking at why female MBAs do not seem to do as well as their male counterparts in the jobs market. I started by asking Professor Bertrand why there is such a disparity in income. The right approach to think about this question is that people tend to, you know, stress that there is a gender gap between uh, between men and women, and the numbers that you just discussed, you know, clearly reflect that. But if one looks at the data carefully, I think, you know, the the right, you know, the right approach is not to see two groups. There are really three groups of people here. There are men, there are women without uh, without kids, and there are women with kids. Men, you know, male MBAs and female MBAs without children seem to have very much the same career prospect and, you know, very similar earnings. The group that really differs is a group of women that has, um, that has children. So once a woman takes time out of her career to have a child, her earnings start to suffer? This is exactly what we find in the data. So we basically find this group of women that are, you know, kind of on kind of very strong and kind of, um, kind of very fast, uh, fast tracks. And we see really that once, you know, the kids are born, there's a, there's a slowdown. I mean, there's, you know, these women take time out. And, you know, when they reenter the workforce, there's a big wage penalty for having taken that, that time out, which is, you know, which is very, very, uh, very large. The other thing that we observe is that when these women kind of reenter the workforce, they do not reenter at the 60, 70 hours per week, which is the norm for a lot of these people, but they reenter, uh, you know, kind of with a shorter, kind of a shorter work week. In terms of annual earnings, they earn less. If you start kind of think about looking at these annual earnings as a function of how many hours they work or think about wage rates, the difference is actually not so large. So it's, in a sense, kind of an adjustment of the labor supply is a big part of the, of the gender gap that we observe. And what about for men, men with children? Do they suffer the same discrepancy in earnings? No, remarkably, I mean, we, we've actually kind of looked at that fairly carefully. And, you know, there's, there's really just no, uh, no change you know, in labor supply, no change in earnings that we can observe when men have, have children. If anything, there's a slight uptick in terms of, uh, in terms of earnings, but it's, but it's not very large. And that's something that's actually already being discussed in, you know, kind of in other settings, that men seem to benefit a little bit from having, you know, having children. I see. So for many women, for those women who take a career break to have children, they will then see that they are, they are penalized. What about for those women who then perhaps work part-time? Is there still the same discrepancy? A lot of these women kind of slow down when they have, when they have children. And I want to be very clear about, you know, kind of about what we observe. I think that another kind of really key finding in a study is that there are big differences 
among those mothers, uh, depending as to who they are married to. So we find that the household dynamic is also very important. So we find much, much bigger reduction in labor supply among MBA mothers who have higher-earning spouses than the ones that have lower-earning spouses. And so that's, you know, that's in a sense, that's the group of women that's, you know, that's kind of hurting the most, uh, these kind of high, you know, kind of mothers with very high-earning spouses, because they take the most time out uh, when the children, you know, kind of when children arrive. And is this spread across all sectors? I mean, do you encounter the same results with women with MBAs, for example, in medicine or um, accounting? Pretty much across all the occupations they go into, we find the same phenomenon. I have not done research myself on other kind of professional tracks, Mm. you know, outside of of the MBA track, but my co-authors have, and there's been some recent work coming out of uh, Berkeley uh, looking at that. And, and I think it's, it's been found that it, it seems easier, um, say, in field like, you know, like medicine, uh, to at least stay, you know, fully employed when you become, you become a mother. It seems that, you know, the MBAs is kind of seems, you know, that there's something harder there in terms of like combining the family and, uh, and, uh, and the career. And I think it's, you know, I think it's quite interesting because the way I look at these results, you know, a lot of the studies, that, stories that we hear about, you know, gender gaps have got to do with discrimination. They have to do with, you know, women not having what it takes, you know, to kind of do it in this very aggressive environment. And I think this, this kind of research, these kind of results, I think, suggest to me that these are not the important stories. I think these women are, you know, extremely talented and, you know, they are as, you know, as uh, willing to make it to the top as, uh, as these men. There's just you know, something that really changes when, you know, when the kids arrive. And I think, in my mind, really because, you know, the structure of the jobs that are available are really hard to, uh, are really hard to kind of combine, uh, to combine with the family. I think that the best way to think about it, I mean, contrast, you know, contrast the situation uh, of, of a consultant with the situation of someone that's a, uh, a doctor, a general practitioner. You know, that, that doctor can decide how many patients you want to have. So the decision that you want to come back home at 5 p.m. or 6 p.m. every day, you have that pretty much under your control. Currently, given the way, you know, these kind of finance consulting corporate jobs are organized, it looks like it's a, it's a more difficult uh, decision. But I think it's potentially part of it. Another, you know, kind of part of the, you know, the, the difference that we see between, say, the doctors and the MBAs may really have to do with this, the family dynamics. I mean, these women may actually really want to be with their children and raise, raise their children. And the fact that a lot of them are married to very high-earning spouses may make that, you know, decision an easier one. I mean, it's, it's possible for them to actually raise, you know, raise their kids without having to just, you know, kind of downsize the house or they, they have that level of comfort that's possible. So I think, you know, in the end, it's, it, I think it's quite important to think that what we are finding is really kind of the, the, what is at the, at the source of the difference in earnings is really a choice. I think that is being made either by the woman or by the household, a choice to slow down given, you know, given the structure of the jobs that are, that are available. Do you think when women MBAs, when they first embark upon their careers, for example, in investment banking, are they aware of, of this, of this choice that they will have to make and the fact that ultimately they will see their earnings tumble unless they're prepared to put in the very, very long hours that their male colleagues do? I don't... I mean, that's a good question. I, I, I have a sense, and, you know, I know I've talked to, to quite a lot of these women. I have a sense that, you know, they are somewhat aware of it. But, but, but I think what's really striking is that, again, before these women have children, they are, you know, really, really hard achievers. They are working really, really hard. There's no sense in which you see these women slowing down before. They work really hard until they have, you know, until they have children. And I think they try to make it all happen. And we can see the data. It's quite interesting. You can really look at the dynamic of earnings after the kids, the kids are born, the first child is born, because that's the first child that makes all the difference. And in the first two years, actually, you have a slowdown in earnings, but not quite as sharp as you see when the kids turn, you know, three or four. So I think 
think they, they are really trying to kind of make it all work. Some of them are succeeding at that, but, but the, majority, the majority is not. The majority is taking that, that, uh, that wage cut. Then it would be fair to say that for women MBAs, there's very much a trade-off, really. They have to face the, the decision whether either it's career or family. Once the kids are in the picture, yeah. Thank you very much, Professor Bertrand. You're welcome. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.